So seduction is just an art, and I live my my life in art form. Not always, you know, like I'm not always dressed like this. I'm not always trying to like seduce people, but it, it's sometimes the words that come out my mouth. It just seems um, like um, like I'm reading people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read people a lot, you know, because if you don't know your 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 target, because you have to have a target. My target. I have different targets. Um, I have, you know, the man, the target. Mm-hmm. That's who I'm trying to seduce. And I seduce the man by, you know, relating to him, having these same stories or having these stories that you probably can never, that you'll never live. You know, like, oh, you're dealing with multiple women. Or I could tell about a story that I I had two women at the, at, uh, in the same setting or something like that. And it's like, damn, like, this guy seems like he's God, God-like. Hey everybody, welcome to the New Rich Podcast, the fastest growing podcast for entrepreneurs where we help you build six and seven figure online businesses. And from time to time, we bring some really, really dope and interesting people. Hmm. And today we have one of the most amazing, fascinating people you've ever, ever met. So get ready. Wow. But before we do that, hey, Dr. Fit, how are you doing today? I am great, my love. How are you? Good. I see you been me. What's up, me? How's your week going? My week is flying. It's, it's going good. I'm really happy about it. I'm busy as usual, but business is popping and I'm excited about that. But the kids' uh, school year is almost over. <laughs> so I get some of my time back when yeah. their school ends. So I'm happy. So how about you? Good, really good season. You know, business is growing, helping people, doing exactly. wonderful things, getting ready for summer. And this is time of the year. And we're know, taking trips. Yeah, taking mm-hmm. trips this summer, really doing something for the children, you know. Yeah. And those entrepreneurs out there, you know, don't get too busy that you forget to create time for the wife and the children, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, I've learned that, you know, no matter what, how many gifts or how much I spend on the children, what they appreciate the most is the time I spend with them. Quality That's time. what they remember. They don't care about the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all this fun stuff. That you say that, but I think the the last born really does enjoy the Rolls Royce. Yeah, except the last one. <laughs> you know, it, it makes me take him to school at least once a week in the Rolls Royce. It likes yeah. it. He likes to pull up in the Rolls Royce. So we're excited <laughs> about that. Yeah. But guys, we have a special treat for you today. We have the man of the hour, the man of the moment, the man of the future, the one and only Jonathan Dupiton, right? Mr. Wow. Finis. <laughs> so much pressure. His government name. <laughs> I know, and uh, I mean, you can see uh, he's looking all fitnessy, if I can use that word. Dapper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the with the red tie, the I don't know if you can see his Gucci shoes mm-hmm. and his multicolored socks. <laughs> Let me tell you, like this looks like it's it's. I put this together very well, but I literally put this together in five minutes. I had to because I was transitioning into a new apartment, so all my stuff is like just thrown out, mm-hmm. and I had to just kind of piece some stuff together. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be late, so I started off with the shirt. I was like, I put the shirt on. I know what shirt I need to put on. All right, all right, let me find the pants. And mm-hmm. I put the pants on, and then I, I need a tie. Or I was trying to just piece together an outfit, and I just did it, and I, it just came together really well. Wow, that's, it that's does. pretty that's It's pretty coordinating. Good. Yes, it, it, it works pretty good. And you you have this thing with fashion, just so natural for you. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, though, because uh, we can just start like this. We're just going to flan up a conversation with our, with our audience, you know. There's something about the red tie, right? Mm-hmm. From little I've learned about politics, when presidents, when they have put a red tie on, there is significance. Mm-hmm. So does that, does red tie have any significance with 
you or is it power move? Is there something to it? Or yeah. just are you just feeling today? Well, red red within itself is just um, a, a color that you just have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like all the fast food restaurants, most of them have red in it. You know, McDonald's red and yeah. yellow, uh, Burger King, mm-hmm. all of them. So like it's just an eye catcher. It makes you it makes people draw to the color. So if you have a splash of it, you know, like this red type, I walked anywhere, it's gonna make people notice me. You know, mm-hmm. so I never try to do too much red, but I know that red makes me look good, and it it, it makes people look stare. So politicians they probably use that as a tactic because yeah. they want people to basically get seduced by them. So not just the words that they're saying, but the, the, what they have on. Okay. Wait, but you said politicians want them want others to be seduced mm-hmm. by them. Now you know that word seduce or seduction is mostly mm-hmm. used in a sexual term. Yeah. So presidents want people to be sexual towards them? Yes. Not sexual, but they want they want they want <laughs> they want to seduce uh the masses. They want people to fall in love with them. They want people to believe them. They want uh, people to believe in what they're offering. So an, another way by doing it is by seducing them and, you know, putting people in this trance, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like John F. Kennedy, he was uh, very charismatic mm-hmm. you know? and he used that to his, his, he used that to gain the power, you know, and I don't know if and some women too, I heard, but yeah. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it, it, seduction is just people don't know what it is it's just right. they, they use it they way they think of it as a sexual term but um it, i look at it totally different okay we're gonna come to that you know and really show people how to use seduction mm-hmm. to grow their finesse their personal brand their business and mm-hmm. everything else but just kind of maybe somebody's watching you right now they don't know you or your backstory so can you kind of tell us about where you've been where you were born how you got to where you are today and what you do well to sum it all up um my parents are from haiti uh they moved to new jersey my mom and my dad uh where I was raised about eight, nine years old. And then my mom left my dad because he cheated and started another family or something. You know, wow. Typical Haitian, overseas people, um, people from overseas. <laughs> um, not you. you know, <laughs> a different breed, uh, I would say. Uh, but he, he messed up. My mom left him. And that basically left my mom with five kids. And she struggled a lot. Um, she was a nurse. She worked double shifts. And I seen that growing up. And I was a troubled kid. But um, I got to an age where I just wanted to help my mom. Mm. And like I wanted to just be like that, that, that man that she relied on. You know, like I didn't want her to have a boyfriend or another husband. I didn't like men coming around. So like at the age of 16, when I started working, I just started helping her with bills. And um that was really like the, the the reason I started doing illegal things. Like I just I wanted money for myself, but I wanted my mom to struggle less. So, mm-hmm. like I started doing like at the age of twelve, I was doing illegal things like breaking the house, doing just dumb stuff that kids do, but with no reason at all. I was just mm-hmm. doing it. I didn't I didn't I wasn't gaining anything from it. Like I would steal playstations or little things, but when I think back at it, it was just me being a kid and I didn't have any type of um, no no man in my a male in my life to scare me, to put fear in me so I wouldn't do these things. So it was just like, well, maybe it was like a lash out because I wanted my dad in my life. So right. if I got enough trouble, maybe he'll come for me. Come right. But um, this is me looking back at it, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, he never came. Are you the oldest? No, I'm the middle. Okay. So what was, who is, you have a guy or a girl? In- Both. Okay. Okay. I see. 
Go ahead. So I had younger brother and sister. I just feel like that's a, a older child quality to want to help your mom in the situation that she found herself. Mm-hmm. Well, my brother, he's not. Um, he's a, he's a little off. I would okay. say. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't his mindset. Like he was just, you know, he he was. Off. That's what I'm gonna say. He's okay. off. So uh, me, uh, I'm basically my older sister, my older brother. They kind of looked up to me, and then I have okay. younger brothers and sisters that look up to me as well. So mm-hmm. I'm the middle child, but get treated like the oldest. And also, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest amongst my cousins. So out of my mom's brothers and sisters, it's about maybe 16 of us and so I'm basically the leader of my brothers and sisters then I'm the leader of the family as well so like uh, I have a uh, it's it's a lot of weight on my shoulders mm-hmm. even from when I was 16 up to now like people look up to me people um need help you know they come to me for advice for money whatever it is and mm-hmm. I have to be there for them I have to be a great leader so I had to change so like me going to prison I never um looked at it like uh I was you know like a, a sheep of the family where I didn't look like people looked down on me because you know I, I, it was just a mistake but before I went to prison you know people knew what I did mm-hmm. you know they know where the money was coming from they didn't have a problem with it so I didn't think they would look at me any different now um but as I was growing up I felt like all my uncles and aunts kind of like shunned away from me because I was this bad kid you know like why are you putting your mom through all this stuff you know like but I didn't understand why I didn't even have a reason I was just being bad so long story short I did go to prison for um fraud mm-hmm. um I did three years for um what food kind stamp- of fraud are you able to share it was food stamp fraud okay. um something that people wasn't doing so like I I wasn't a scammer I was just finessing, finessing. you know I was just using the skills that I had you know um to to finesse a situation so like it would be other things that will come about that I wouldn't just do because I don't believe in stealing from people I don't believe in stealing from people bank accounts I did one particular thing which was steal from the government and that might not have been the right thing to do but I feel like I wasn't stealing from anybody even when the feds came I was like y'all here for me <laughs> <laughs> what did I do I didn't think that what I was doing was was uh, worthy enough to go to federal prison for it but um, mm-hmm. what a rude awakening um, I, I did three years um, and I and I, I'm really grateful that I did that time really even though some things happened like my mom passing away while I was in prison um, me getting into it like close friends and we falling out about you know just them showing them true colors while I was in a, a vulnerable state mm-hmm. you know it just made me realize a lot and then while I'm doing this time I was able to work on myself um, mm-hmm. a lot I went in there with the mindset like you know I don't want to go here and wasting time. I got three years, but what can I do in this three years to um, put myself ahead of, of myself and ahead of other people? I was already ahead of my friends, and mm-hmm. um, but how can I use the situation to uh, be at an advantage when I get out? Right. So I went to straight to working out. Um, that was the first thing I started doing, working out heavy, like twice a day, three times a day. You know, it wasn't nothing else to do in there. So right. so I had to work out. So working out, reading, um, studying other criminals. So let me let me say this. When I first went in, that wasn't the mind because I really was trying to go in there to learn other, well, learning ways to be a better criminal. Really? Yeah, so you didn't was... learn your lesson or anything? No, I didn't learn my lesson. So um, you looked at it like, oh, here's a networking opportunity. That's definitely what it was because I didn't... <laughs> 
I only met one person in, in my whole three year stretch that wanted to change their life. One person Stop that was like, playing. when I get out, I'm, I'm changing my life. It was one person and he was Stop my age. Playing. Everybody was like, yo, when I get out, bro, I'm, I'm about to go. He was, they were doing legal things while they was in there. People making calls, moving weight, whatever they was doing, they was doing it while they in there. Nobody went in there for rehabilitation. Fonza.com, Huey and Faith. I want to say congratulations on just working hard, being entrepreneurs. You guys have a great website, and I want you guys to keep working hard. I've been to your website, Vonza.com, and guess what? I'm going again. Keep up the great work. Wow. But then there's no emphasis on rehabilitation. As far as I can see and as far as I know, I don't feel like the system as it stands right now is for rehab. It's more like, let us take you out off of the street, put mm. you in there, leave you to yourself, figure it out. And then when your time is up, you can go back out. Mm. But there's, and we hope you don't come back. We, yeah, fingers crossed, you know, mm. put a Hail Mary out there and hopefully you don't come back. But it's like, why would somebody not come back? You didn't give them anything mm -hmm. to use to their advantage. You didn't give them a skill. You didn't give them mm -hmm. a trade. You didn't help them in their mindset which is why so many um, ministries and churches go into, yeah. um, you know, the facilities and do some type of rehab, at least of the spirit. And then they get out and they have somewhere to go to. But I just don't feel like it's rehab. I think it's just a way to, yeah. a, you know, a punishment. And then it's a money game, too. Oh, for sure. For uh, you know, they are private, private, private owned. owned. Absolutely. Which doesn't even make any sense in the mm -hmm. first place. It so doesn't. It has to be self. Like, you got to want it for yourself. But a lot of people don't want it for themselves. No. They've just been through too much to... Even if you was to put them in, in rehab or, you know, put them in a situation where they could change life, you, they're going to do it just to pass the time. You got to really want it, for real. Okay. If you don't want that, then you'll take these classes, but you'll stay had the same mentality when you get out. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't know any other way. We don't know any other way. You know what I'm saying? Like, we only know one way. If you was, the, if you was selling drugs... That is your. That's what. That's all you know how to do. So you're gonna do what's most comfortable to you. So I know how to do. You know, what I'm saying work on a computer. You know, uh, whether it be fraud, whether it be editing. You know, like that is my skill. My skill set is on this computer. So um, I really wanted it for myself. Like I didn't want to. Let me not say that. First, let me. I had to go through some stuff in prison okay. for for me to change, because. As I was doing time, they offered me like a year, a year early release. Okay. You'll get a year early release and you'll get um, another year off by going to the halfway house a year early. So I was only going to do like a year and a half. Okay. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm about to get right back to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it was a setback. Um, I ended up um, getting in trouble in prison, losing the year, having to sit in prison another year and a half and like damn like, okay why is God doing this to me wow. so I always try to take the positive out of every situation like why is this happening God wants me to realize something what is it like okay I don't need to go out here and do the same thing I need mm -hmm. to come up with another plan even if I was to go out and do the uh, Again, I need to have a plan behind it. Okay, I'm gonna accumulate all this money, but what I'm gonna do with this money? Mm -hmm. So what I started doing was creating a brand. Like, okay, let me mm -hmm. figure out like, okay. In prison or when you got In out? prison. Wow. So I was in prison. I, I, I came up with the name Finesse's Only Club. I came up with Rich Unemployed. I came up with all these different ideas of, it, it wasn't a podcast, it was just a brand. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to brand myself and how I was gonna make money from it. Then I started taking classes, um, Forex, uh, real estate, credit. I started like just filling myself up with information where I could use when I get out. And 
I was planning on teaching financial literacy as well too. Like, you know, I got all this game. I can go teach people this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that was a thing. And then when I got out, I seen all these people doing it. I was like, God damn. Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be the first one doing it. I didn't think people was out here doing this stuff. Yeah. And so like that was going to be my approach. I'm going to be this, this finesse guy, but I'm going to teach financial literacy. I'm going to teach people about credit and real estate and different things that I learned. And when I got out, I just got to it. I went straight to it. I went to building the brand up. And that was, and that's why I'm here. You know, that's a very interesting story. You know, one of the things that hold people back is that they have all these ideas and goals and dreams, but they don't know where to start or mm -hmm. where to go. Mm -hmm. What was your first step? Somebody's watching right now. Maybe they've been through jail, prison, whatever, and they're looking at you and you super successful man and all of these great things happening for you. What was your first step that got you to where you are today? A written plan. Okay, after you got out of the prison, you have a plan. What was the first thing you did to us? Was it all planned out or there were just some? Taking that first step, then kind of God just started adding some. I just took the first to step. I didn't even have a direction of all this. I had a notebook full of stuff. I didn't know how or where to start. Mm -hmm. I just started. So the first thing I did was I invested in some merch. All right, let me start branding myself with the merch. Okay, I got mm -hmm. Finesse's Only Club. I got the logo. Okay, now I can people can associate myself with this person, Finesse's Only Club. And then I, I got a loft that I, I try to uh, make uh, for the brand. Mm -hmm. I got a pool table that was with a logo, had logos around the, the loft. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I thought it was going to be like a little store or something. Like, you know, mm -hmm. people could pull up and get merch from me. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing, you know, like, and then... Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Taking action. You don't, you, don't, you don't need to have, like, uh, you don't need to know the first step. You just need to do a step. Yeah. And then I started figuring out, okay, this is how I want to do it. Okay, I need to do this. And then um, I figured that I was really good on camera with talking. So I was talking on my phone the same way I do with podcasting, but just on my phone. Giving little gems out of, like, you know, like, my first one was, like, you know, stop waiting to for people to put you on. Like, you know, put yourself on. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, like, good. my first message to the world. And people was, like... Damn, like people really resonated with that. And right. then my second was like, you know what? Weed, you know, like weed is like, like slows me. I'm talking about myself. I'm not talking about other people. I'm like, mm -hmm. weed slows me down. I need to stop smoking. Blase, blase. And people really resonated with it. And I was like, well, damn. People like listening to me. And then I did someone's podcast. I see myself on camera. And I was like, you know, I'm made for this. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I paid somebody 20000 to teach me podcasting. And, and wow. wow. You invested in yourself and in your craft. Yes. I invested. Listen, I had six figures when I got out of prison. I, I spent so much money just investing and living life. I was down to like 10000 and I didn't know where it went. I was renting cars, but I was it was me building the brand up, but I was outside. I was uh, investing to my loft, investing to the merch. I was buying cameras. I was doing all this stuff, and the money was just trickling down, and I didn't even notice. And I looked at my, the numbers, I was like, oh, damn, all right. I got I to gotta do something else, you know what I mean? So, and then I got into Airbnbs. I, I, I used that little money I had. Well, I was already doing Airbnbs, but I used that money to really focus on Airbnb, mm -hmm. build my the money back up. Okay. But I like what you said, too. You said um, that you had a written plan. Mm -hmm. Was that the plan you were following when you were buying all this stuff? Mm, yes. It was just building the brand. Like, um, okay. I just had ideas of what I wanted. Okay. So we'll go with that. So you had a written plan. So you mm -hmm. actually took the time because we're trying to help out the viewers, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times people are like, well, I don't know what to do. I have all these ideas, but I don't know what to do. But you just said, take action. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just take the first step. Just take some type of action and you'll start seeing things materialize. You'll start getting ideas. You'll mm -hmm. start understanding yourself. And then I like what you said when you went on the podcast and you saw yourself. So mm -hmm. you literally affirmed yourself and said, I look good on camera. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this more often. Mm -hmm. And then you just kept doing it. And that's pretty much how the birth of the controversial podcast as it is mm -hmm. was born. Mm -hmm. 
I also That's believe awesome. I also believe in the law of attraction and, and manifesting. So, okay. like when you take the first step, the universe is gonna take a step with you. Mm-hmm. So you have to you got to take the first step. God is gonna be there with you. So you have to. I'm taking a step. Is God gonna is gonna start attracting different things mm-hmm. to me? So That's by it. by me being on someone else's podcast, I didn't know that podcasting was my thing. But me being on someone else's podcast and seeing myself and hearing myself. Oh, I can really form this into something for real. Mm-hmm. You know, let yeah. me let me work on the image. Let me work on my my set, my my lighting. So it's different things that started started coming to me. And then even me paying someone. You know, I pay someone twenty thousand and didn't learn anything from them. Ah, I thought you were gonna no, say you paid twenty thousand. Yes, I got he the blueprint. The yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I paid someone twenty thousand, and what I got from him was confidence. Okay, he gave me mm-hmm. enough confidence to start a podcast because I was. Um, I was playing around, you know, like I didn't, I, I wanted to do the podcast. These are ideas on my head, but I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know what. I'm already familiar with cameras, lights and everything, but why I'm not doing it. So when he, when he made the offer, 20,000, I'm like, damn, if I pay this, I really got to do this. Like, I ain't got just 20,000 to be throwing it. I never spent 20,000 on anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a watch, nothing. You know what I mean? So 20,000 was a really big leap for me. And once I paid him and I'm sitting in his mentorship, I'm like, damn, I'm not, I'm not learning. I didn't even want to, I wasn't learning what other people's learning because they were older. They was, they didn't learn. They didn't know content creation, lights, cameras, that stuff was boring to me. Yeah. I wanted to know how to make some money and how to sit down and talk to people. And, mm-hmm. But he gave me enough confidence to, to start. Okay. And now we're friends. You know, it was a really good investment because if I didn't pay the 20000 I probably wouldn't have a podcast. And mm-hmm. now he shows me ways how to monetize the podcast, mm-hmm. make six figures. So, and then another thing I would say too, me starting my podcast, if you go back in my first episode, it was trash. <laughs> so I didn't perfect the, I didn't perfect it till now. You know, it took me a year and some change to perfect the craft, but I wouldn't, I, I took the step, you know, like I didn't, I didn't care about people judging me on the look or like mm-hmm. my confidence in, in interviewing people. Like I didn't have this confidence at first, even with the way I dress, how I look, how I speak. Like I'm more like enthusiastic when I, when I'm on camera now, like mm-hmm. I could really like be myself and, and say things that I couldn't have in the beginning, but mm-hmm. some people wait for perfection. It's the downfall of many, but mm-hmm. the uprising of others too, because with you not looking for perfection, you just come on and you just share whatever's on your heart or from your personal experience, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of people mad mm-hmm. if you haven't noticed. But it seems like you like that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what do you gain from that? What What is the gain in riling people up? Because I know there's going to be some people who are going to watch this. Mm. They're going to sit there on their phone and look you up and type your name in and start looking at content while they're watching this video mm-hmm. and say, like, what? what's up with this guy? Like, it seems like he's enjoying this. <laughs> you will love me or hate me. Either way, I'm going to get And paid. you're okay with that? Uh-huh. Yes, because I'm not going to be loved by everybody. Okay. You know, I'm not, even if I didn't piss, piss people off, it's going to be people out there that don't like me regardless. Yeah. So um, I'm not here to, to make people like me. I'm here to pe- keep people entertained. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like people don't like Tyler Perry. Some people don't like him. Very yeah. true. But that don't stop him from making money. Mm-hmm. That don't make him stop him from his crap. You know, mm-hmm. like, so I understand the concept. All publicity is good publicity. And all I'm doing on this mic is sharing my experiences in life. I'm not, I'm not making none of this stuff up. The stuff that you hear me talking about with women, okay, you might not like it, but... This is happening every day, you know, yeah. amongst me, amongst my friends, people that I know, women that I hear. So you might you might not like the delivery, but right. it's facts. You know, that's just the culture. You know, that's the culture we living in. I'm not make I'm not changing the culture. I'm not I'm not making the, the culture negative. Mm-hmm. All I am, all I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm bringing light 
to a situation that some guys don't know about. It's the situation some women don't know about. You know, I'm just bringing the gap. I'm bridging the gap between men and women. That's all I'm doing. And people might not like that. Oh, well, you're always speaking down on women. I ain't never spoke down on not one woman. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. My stories is just <laughs> the stories that I uh, uh, go through with women. Okay. That's all. So, so let me ask you though. So your podcast, right, is very popular, right? And you share a lot of your opinion and your thoughts on that, you know. So how did you choose to become this person that people love and people hate? How did you become that person? Was it like just a calculated thing or was it just something that just evolved over time and you'd be like, you know what, I just want to share my opinion because of blah, 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 you know? It was it was a process. Um it was first when I read The Art of Seduction, right? That book gave me a lot of detail when it came to um, just psychology and how to mm-hmm. and, and how people look at you and how you can change people's perception of you and how you can use images to um, uh, uh, direct people's uh, thought. Okay. So um, as I'm doing the podcast, I'm just realizing, at first it was just financial literacy, and I, that's not like my strongest um, suit, you know, mm-hmm. I can't just talk about financial literacy all day, every day. That's not me. I feel like I was trying to be someone else, you mm-hmm. know, trying to copy someone else's podcast. That's not me. So, and then I just started just trying different things out. Like I, my, I wanted to bring my life to the podcast. So the things that I go through in a day-to-day basis, okay, I talk to entrepreneurs, yes, but I also talk to other entrepreneurs that are not legal, trappers, <laughs> scammers, you know, strippers. Like I talk to a variety of people. Mm-hmm. So like, let me not throw these people away. Like I need to bring right. light to these people as well because it's other people that don't connect with financial literacy. They don't, yeah. they don't understand that. These are people in Bankhead that, that are going through this, this same type of stuff I'm going through. So let me bring it to light. Let me, let me start talking about my, my, my first situation that I ever talked about with my monologues was like a situation where I was going through with a guy, my friend in prison. And I felt like, um, he was too busy watching me on Instagram that he felt like, had a lot of money and I should always be sending him money. And I was like, don't be watching my pockets, you know, like, and I felt like a lot of people resonated. Like, yeah, I'm like I go through the same stuff too. So I'm, once I started like telling stories and I, and I felt people resonate with, I right, cool. Then I started, I started really crafting me as a person. Mm-hmm. I started really playing with my appearance. Okay. When I look like this, I understand like this might be the first time people see me on camera. Mm-hmm. How can I make an everlasting impression? It might not be the words, it might just be the look. So right. like your image will, will always have this image in your head of me. But I learned this from Art of Podcasting. I mean, Art of Seduction, seduction. Mm-hmm. and 48 Laws of Power. Wow, and you use it quite well. Okay, now let's switch over now to the act of seduction. Mm-hmm. So what what's that really? You know, if somebody's watching right now, let's see this podcast is called Art of Studios Clients and Women and stuff I like that. I like that title. Yeah, so what would you... What are some tips you can give to a guy or a girl or somebody watching right now on how to use the act of seduction mm-hmm. for them for their business in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. Well, art of seduction for one, you can't play around with it because once you enter this realm, um, it's something that you just can't um, unsee. Like mm. I live in a different reality because. Okay, break it down for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. This is the right time, guys. So, okay, before we do, let me take a quick commercial break now. This video is brought to you by Bonza.com. Bonza. The best platform for your online business, your courses, your membership, all in one place. No more trying to tie messy tools together. Mm-hmm. Just use Bonza, simplify your life, your business, and start seducting or seducing <laughs> your clients instead of messing with messy tech. All right, yes. so. 
Back to that. So break it down. Don't hold anything back from our viewers, though, okay? They really watch you right there. I know you got some course and great things coming up, which you're going to share later, but just give mm -hmm. them little tips on what's the act of seduction. Yes, okay. What I meant by um, I live in a different realm because I understand... Um, I, I just understand humans a little better now, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, and it's just with regular life. When I walk in restaurants or for an example, when I walk in restaurants, um, I, from everybody from the front door to the people that's working there, I'm seducing everyone. So like the valet, you know, I make sure that I tip him an extra tip, you know, like every time he remembers me, like that's that guy that always tips. He's always going to treat me good. So, and if I pull up with a woman, you know, like they're, they're, they're they know me by my name, you know, like, um, that impresses the woman as well. You know, that's just little tactics for dating. Um, the doorman, he knows me, you know, like I'm always uh, um, speaking to him, um, having small talk. So like they they love me, you know, like it's just like they love me. I And I, I show up like this, right? So they, some people don't never see me without a suit. So like sometimes when you see me on my podcast, my I go to these restaurants in a suit purposely. Um, just, that's just my, um, uh, 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 what is the word? What is, uh, that's your like normal attire like that's your standard uh, yes it's it's like damn <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I do before like I do this every time before I go on my podcast okay. like I go to the certain restaurant eat the same food drink the same oh, wine oh your ritual yeah my like ritual routine? Okay. yes my routine, routine. Okay. so that is my ritual you'll see me in this suit so okay now okay, I go hold on hold on please you go to the same restaurant mm -hmm. you eat the same food before your podcast mm -hmm. so that's a ritual is there any special significance to that is no, that, does just, that make you more seductive? Or? It just gets me in that mode. mode. Okay. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It gets me into like my character. You yeah, know, yeah. like because I have different characters. You know, like you get one side of me, but sometimes you get this podcast guy out of me, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I sit there and I and I formulate my thoughts. You know, I'm eating the same food, I'm drinking the same wine, and then now I'm amped up to go perform. Mm -hmm. So okay, back to the host. Though I go, I approach the host. The host, you know, I'm I'm seducing her with my eyes. You know, I'm flirting with her. You know, I'm talking to her maybe five minutes. So they love me too. You know, the waitress love me. I leave her extra tips. So I'm seducing on a mass level. So I understand like I, this is gonna come back to me one way, shape, or form. That's if it. I seduce the whole world, really just being kind. Mm -hmm. That's just yes. another form. Being kind, but putting a lay on top of it. The way I dress, the way that um that that people might think that I'm interested in them, and I'm and I'm calculating all this. Mm -hmm. And one day. It's going to come circle back to me. Mm -hmm. This, 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 the, the, the generosity, the kindness, um, the seduction, some way, shape, or form. I'm gonna get paid in return, and then it ha doesn't have to be money. It could be somebody referring some things to me, or keeping my name in their mouth, like, oh, that's yeah. the guy, and I love him. I don't know what he does. He's so mysterious. I don't know. So seduction is just an art, and I live my my life in art form not always you know like I'm not always dressed like this I'm not always trying to like seduce people but it's sometimes the words that come out my mouth it just seems um like um like I'm reading people mm -hmm. like I, I read people a lot you know because if you don't know your 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 target because you have to have a target my target I have different targets um, I have you know the man the target mm -hmm. that's who I'm trying to seduce and I seduce the man by you know relating to him having these same stories or having these stories that you probably can never that you'll never live you know like oh you're dealing with multiple women or I could tell about a story that I I had two women at the at, uh, in the same setting or something like that and it's like damn like this guy seems like he's god godlike you know mm -hmm. and um 
or relating to the guys. And then the women, you know, I seduce them by dressing a certain way, looking like this this perfect um, put together man. I might not be perfect in a lot of women's eyes, but a lot of women are definitely attracted to me. And I don't want to be attracted to attractive to every woman, but most of them, yes. So I, I use this this art, this power. But now that I have it, um, it's, it's hard not to abuse because mm-hmm. I know that when it comes to social media, I know that a lot of women are attracted to me because of what I put out, how I mm-hmm. look, you know, because I formulated this. I know that you attracted me to me because of this is what you see. And now I have to turn down a lot of women. And then it's a lot of women that get through the cracks. And it's like, <laughs> okay. A lot of few. A lot. I was going to say a lot. A lot. Because I personally, I know women, they like, a lot of women like that edge. They like mm-hmm. a bad boy. Mm-hmm. They like, and it's for us, any woman with their head screwed on, right. They don't have to be super duper good looking, super handsome. Most mm-hmm. girls, we have conversations like we don't want our we don't want our guy to look that good because then that means he's attractive to everybody. And now Ooh, she right. has to w- be worried about everybody, even her girlfriend. So mm-hmm. we don't want no handsome, handsome, handsome guy. We just want a good looking guy that takes care of himself, Perfect. that mm-hmm. has something about him that stands out amongst others. Mm-hmm. So when you see a group of guys, you're like, that's the one I want. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and it's not necessarily 100% about looks. It's just how their their aura, how they stand, how they're confident. Mm-hmm. Confidence will push any good-looking guy to the trash can. Okay, but hold on. I got to push back a little bit. <laughs> because a lot of men feel like you need the number one. Let's see what you guys, you both think. Okay, you're the Mr. Finesse, mm-hmm. and you're the counselor, okay? So what's the most important for a man, if you have to choose one, confidence or money to attract clients or beautiful women? Confidence. Confidence, confidence. not money. But this is thing on social media nowadays, a man that doesn't have bread can't get a fine woman. But that's because, you know why? It's because a lot of men leave their confidence to the money. And oh. so they feel like, oh, I have to have money. That's when they're going to have confidence. But a truly confident person, they could have nothing in their account and they will be just fine. They literally will be like Jesus. They don't have to have a house. They can go from home to home to home and they will be well received. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. My confidence <laughs> is through the roof. And sometimes, you know, I try to preach this. You can, all you have to do is act confident. You know, people don't know that you're nervous. People don't know that you're scared. You just have to act confident and don't let it show. So that's that's half of the game. Mm-hmm. But my confidence is through the roof because I don't lead with money, for one. And I don't I don't have any money. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I, people assume that I'm just multi-millionaire, which is, you know, I've been there, but right now I'm not. And, um... I use that as fuel too. You know, I okay. People think that I have money. I right, bet. All right, you think that I have money? Let, let me not use any of it. <laughs> I don't have to use any. All I have to do is pay for dates. That's all I have to do. Okay, that's all I have to do. What about the Chanel bags, the Mm-mm. fancy trips? <laughs> because I have friends that have spent literally six, seven figures on women, mm-hmm. and sometimes don't get much from they don't, it. They don't have confidence, because if you have confidence, you don't, you don't have to buy that stuff. You have, you you would know that I don't have to buy this for this woman to stay. Okay, I got to push back on that a little bit, bro. <laughs> because I, I see social media, I see a lot of these women, mm-hmm. right? And they claim that if you're not going to spend, take me on fancy dates or Chanel bags and all these great things, you know, you don't have a chance that most men don't have a chance with them. You're saying that's not true. That's not true. So you're giving men a lot of hope right now. Right. You know that? <laughs> but one, you, all you have to do is, is work on self-image. 
And okay. once you look like that guy, if you if you're a desirable man, they're saying that to the guy that has to work hard for it. You know, the the less desirable guy, you know, the guy that probably doesn't have money. But if you got some money and you look good and you have your presentation as well, women just want that. They just want mm-hmm. a guy that 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 looks you know, looks the part, you know, is, is well-rounded, you know, you don't have to spend any money. It'd be the guys that, that's spending money that don't have confidence, that don't even have the money sometimes. Some guys don't even have the money, but they're going to spend it just so they can keep up this, 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 this person mm-hmm. persona. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't bought a bag. Huh? I haven't bought a bag in years. I haven't bought a Chanel bag in, since 2020. <laughs> 2020 is the last time I bought a bag. The last time I really spent money on a woman. What was different about that person? She was my girlfriend. Oh, okay. She was my girlfriend. I thought that was she was gonna be my wife. That was the only reason. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Listen, I'm obviously from a different generation. I don't know if we. I mean, I guess maybe there's a certain crowd. It depends on the crowd. But for me and what I was doing, what uh, 19 years ago, my thing was emotional intelligence mm-hmm. my thing was just having some type of confidence like knowing where you're going mm-hmm. i knew what i wanted to achieve in life and i just wanted someone who had an even bigger vision than i did mm-hmm. we didn't have to know how we were going to get there i didn't care mm-hmm. just that you had the vision i felt like if you had it god gave it to you and he could fuel you as long as you're willing to do it mm-hmm. so my job was to come behind you and you know we have that relationship with god you can't see him but you can see me mm-hmm. you can feel me so i want you to feel that and know that god is using me to push you to get to that vision that you have that was that was like my requirement you didn't have to have a lot of money. i wasn't looking for a chanel bag. i couldn't even buy myself a chanel bag let alone look for somebody else to buy me yeah one. But, but but i gotta stop you there though because okay. that's probably what's going on with these city girls and this you better leave them city media. girls alone yeah you know how i city, feel it you know how i feel comments. about you, it you know y'all, no, i like yeah. the city girls i'm not gonna lie yeah, to you yeah you know how, you know how i feel about you, that honey you feel because, the way you feel but because i like you, the you're city different. girls when, when you know i was on your podcast thank you for having me and uh, you put posted one of the clips and uh, one of the comments that was so consistent was that a lot of people felt like you know the part that you posted concern for about a relationship that a lot of people felt like women like you were rare nowadays you know that one to build with a man that one rare huh that's rare how Something up. Listen, the is different now. No, no, no. I been, know ladies. I know ha- I have ladies <laughs> in my circle who I have their phone number. I they have their few. Instagram. I, they are visionary women. They just want. They're not even impressed but by they money. Are few and they're not on social media. The thing is, you can say that, but. You know. <laughs> They would say that, but let the guy approach them in the same kind of car you had. It's not going to be as easy. They got to work a, a little t- a little harder. But he had confidence, though. Like, he had... But now, this, like, confidence is not just enough for a lot of these women. That's okay, I'll also say this. It depends on the age. I was about to say the age. It depends <laughs> the age. on the age, so you're 30 sure. years old, nah, women going to lose hope. Yeah, because we were, what, 23? 20 so, 20-somethings, you have that... Yeah. That that buffer, that have mm-hmm. that room. That leeway. Mm-hmm. 30s, mm, you should have something going on for yourself. At my age, at my big age now, you come the way you came when we was 23, it'd be an absolute positively no. I don't care how much vision you have. Why haven't you done it this far? Mm. So there has to be some type of, you're talking this talk, but where's the walk? 
Where's the right. proof? Where it like, let me see something. And I will say they may get mad and I really don't care. A lot of the guys in the comment section, I don't per- <laughs> in, this <laughs> no, comment in this comment section. <laughs> I don't feel like I was definitely watching your stuff. But I don't watch, even though for whatever reason, now you're in my For You page on Instagram. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to consume his content. <laughs> uh, it's not for me. But a lot of the guys in your comment section, the boys tell on themselves with their comments. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you don't have anything for yourself. I mm-hmm. know you don't have nothing going for yourself. I can tell mm-hmm. just by your communication style and, and your language and how you're moving mm-hmm. on social media in the comments. Mm-hmm. I can tell. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a turnoff. Like I'm not like if I'm I'm just thinking from a single perspective because I have my girls. Okay, shout out to my girlies. We will you will be married soon in Jesus' name. But those, those they're repulsive. Like I get it. But but could you also <laughs> be to them? Some of those men are talking from experience too. They may be, they, but they, it's your. Ex- so torn, I think some men are so torn off nowadays with a woman that just seem like that she just want to come take and not to give and not to. Here's be. the. But let's see what this wants <laughs> no, to No, okay. Say. Let me pose this to you because you're the expert, right? Y- yes, you are. My thing is the guys that have had a lot of these bad experiences, I feel, and I know I'm generalizing, but I feel like it's because they are leading with their penis. They are. Did you just say that? (laughs) I did. They are picking women based on what physically it's all physicality mm-hmm. versus what type of head she has on her shoulders so, and what she can yeah what she mm-hmm. can actually bring to the table what type mm-hmm. of drive she has what type of confidence she would have in him and so when you lead with that you get those type of experiences mm-hmm. I'm, i listen i believe in law of attraction as well I believe in the law of faith. Whatever you put out into the world, into the atmosphere, it will come back so to you. They're attracting the wrong. They're women. attracting yeah. it for themselves. The wrong women for them. For okay. them, yes. What, what, you, what, you think? what do you What do you say to that? Because I feel like it's their their fault to a certain degree. But you 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 support it. I think I'm I think not supporting a lot of women girls. just support women no, somehow. No, 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 no. You don't understand what men go through too. No, I get it. But, but sometimes we don't understand what women go through. Correct. Too. So sometimes because some divide. women are scared to even say no to a guy because they don't know if they're gonna get slapped, kicked, cut. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the streets nowadays. Okay. But let's stay focused. I think a lot of their experiences is because they're leading with the physicality versus the substance. And then now they're projecting it on everybody else. Expert, what do you say? I'm the expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I preach that. You know, I tell guys that, you know, choose your women wisely. And we we do we it. go off the physical. Okay. And um by going off the physical, that's how you get the wrong women. You know, like we only judging them based off of the looks. And, you know, I, I experienced that, you know, you, you get this, this beautiful woman aesthetically, but it's like, there's no substance that come behind it. So the, 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 the things that we're going through with women are because we're associating ourselves with the wrong women. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but we, we're, we're, <clears throat> we're pushed, we're driven by looks. We want mm-hmm. a woman to look good. And it's hard to get both. You know what I'm saying? A woman that looks good and she got something going on for herself. So I know like now now that I'm older, um, I typically try to I don't want the baddest. I don't want mm. the, the the most beautiful girl. 
of course I would want one, but I need somebody that's going to really feed my soul. Mm. I already experienced this. I already, but you have to go through it. Guys have to go through the, the BS to, to understand. You have to, first you got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to understand yourself because you, you just think that you want a beautiful girl, but what do you really, really need? Like right. you have to really ask yourself, what do I need in my life? I know I need a woman that's really going to feed into like life into me, you know, like it's, it's going to help me propel. Like if, if I'm doing all these things, like how can you make my life easier? Not just a, a good looking woman on my arm or seeing how much money I got in my bank account and you want things, you know, like when women ask me for things, I'd be, I'd be asking them like, why, what, <laughs> what, what are you going to do for me? Like you want me to, you want, it has to be in an equal exchange. Your yeah, looks can't be the exchange. Your sex can't be the exchange because that's, I'm giving you sex as well. You being satisfied, I'm getting satisfied. So what else is it? You don't, why would I want to spend my heart or money with a woman that ain't going to bring it back? Mm. My girlfriend, I would want to spend a Chanel background because she's my girlfriend. I know that she's going to eventually speak life into me. You know, like she's going to look out for my best interest. And we go for women that city girls that are outside, you know, that has multiple men, right? They got multiple men on their line, guys with money that's spending, trying to get their time. And here we is getting in their mix and trying to mm-hmm. outdo the other guy. Mm-hmm. And like, for what? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing all this? Just to just to have sex? Because mm-hmm. it ain't nothing else going to come from this. Like, you're not going to be the woman of my dreams for real. Exactly. I'm wasting time, energy, money. But isn't that emotional intelligence as well, though? Yes. Right? To now say, let me look at the big picture. Right. And see what's really happening with this person. Mm-hmm. But just imagine if I went on my podcast and talked, said this every day. <laughs> choose the right woman. Choose the right woman. You choose the wrong one. <laughs> Nobody would listen. Nobody's gonna listen. You know. So I have to give them theatrics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. True. So, so all this with all these women, all these experiences now, and you kind of say you've, you know, you're wiser now. You're older. You know what you want. So, have you found the right person? No. No. Oh. Uh, maybe. Oh, or maybe there's a potential. Maybe it's a, it's a potential. Okay, all right. Potential. First time you heard it on the channel. One or two potentials, um, but Wait, I'm not... not one or two. I'm not focused on... Uh-oh. I'm not focused on that. Why not? It maybe needs to date around and find the right person. Let me tell you why I want to. <laughs> Please do, because I, I need to understand it. I'm, you're African. I am. Okay. Um, here's just my thought process on it. Um, I don't believe every man should have multiple women. Okay. I, I believe that if a man can handle, if he has an, enough emotion, emotional intelligence to, to be capable enough to handle all the emotions that come from multiple women, then by all means, then do it. I feel like it's too many single women and too many single mothers. So if, <laughs> if a man, no, no, I'm honestly, because if, if every, if every man was to choose one woman, it would be a, a, a a plethora of women that are single and left by themselves. It's a lot of men incarcerated. It's a lot of men dead. It, it's a lot of men that's gay. Mm-hmm. So it, the, the options are very slim. And even if there wasn't, even if it was no gay men, if it wasn't no men in prison, even when if, if everybody was alive, the women would still be out of luck. So who who fault is it? Did God attend it this way, or what? Why wouldn't God make it even? So please let me finish. I'm so because <laughs> you want to. <laughs> so what I'm saying is. Um, if, if you can do it, then do it. You're just really saving the world. You're just helping the world out because... So you're saving the world, I don't say helping women. You're helping women. Like, but society, why is it that women in Africa could, could in, in India and all these other places could could, could uh, be this way, have this the same ideas? Um, and why is it America? America has brainwashed us to think that, you know, like women are jealous and women, you know, women are just so territorial. But it's it's a different approach how men would choose and, and have these multiple women. It, it's a different lifestyle, so I understand. But women, I think women... And men should be more open to 
but they have to do it the right way. You have to be open to having, you know, a, how I see it is a family. You know, like this is, we are raising a family and we are life partners together. This is not just a, a relationship. We are life partners that so we made a decision that we're going to help each other in life. Okay. All right. So no, this, no, no. Let her talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say your view because we're going to round off. Okay. okay. So here's the thing. There are going to be, okay, so let me, you said so much. Mm -hmm. um, so here's the thing. In overseas, yes, I am African. I was born and raised here in America, but I am first generation Nigerian American. And we see, this is what we call polygamy. And we see the effects of polygamy on the children predominantly. The women are not allowed to really speak because unlike in America, women don't have, now they do, but at that, some years ago, they didn't have that autonomy to be able to go into the workplace and take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Their dads did not educate them. Your grandma was victim mm -hmm. of this. Even though she was very intelligent, she did great things for herself, buying properties and selling and having businesses. Mm -hmm. Her dad said she could not go to school because she was going to become the property of her husband. So what was the, and he, she would lose her last name. So he doesn't get any credit for that. Mm -hmm. So therefore she's not going to school. So there wasn't value attached to the longevity of a woman outside of her at her dad's home. Okay. Therefore, she doesn't have a voice to say whether or not she would prefer to share her husband with another woman. Mm -hmm. It just was what it was. Mm -hmm. We need you to go and marry that man so that we can get paid and get your... Uh, uh, bride, price. bride price. Thank you. Your bride price to help the family because... That's why you're here. Okay. Right? So it wasn't necessarily because a woman chose that lifestyle for herself. Some do, but some most don't. And they were, they groveled about it, but they just couldn't grovel to the one who was providing for them. So it wasn't like it was something that everybody just, yay, mm -hmm. women been not liking that, right? Now, if we fast forward it and we bring it to the States, there are going to be a lot of women who still would prefer to be by themselves because they don't want to deal with a spouse that has no emotional intelligence, that the only thing that they can do is give them sex and money. She can do that for herself. Nowadays, I'm not saying that I'm an advocate, but she can please herself to some degree. So they want to have an actual companion and a lot of men just aren't on that That's level. And they don't want to share. I'm not sharing you. Period. Point <laughs> blank. I'm not. Re absolutely refuse. And from a psychological perspective, because, you know, coach counselor, I feel it makes it clearer for children and for society as a whole to have that masculine, predominantly masculine, because we all have masculine and feminine qualities, but to have that predominantly masculine, have that predominantly feminine role played so that they can, and it be healthy and mm -hmm. it be happy so that they can be well adjusted and it prepare them for life. There's nothing so that cannot be achieved in a polygamous setting. Is that what you said? Not that it can't, but it does give room for kids to question themselves and question a lot of what's happening within them and what's happening. Like, for example, when you, you said that when you were growing up and, you know, your mom left your dad, you were having thoughts like you were having these conversations and rationalizations within yourself where you were like, 
Well, maybe if I do this, he'll come back. Maybe he'll come get me, right? I think it's most traumatic. A guy, a, a child being able to see this polygamous situation or a child that is left with, with that can't even answer the question with no dad or this single mom. And so who... Okay. It depends. This is getting It depends now. <laughs> because if the... Uh, it, it really depends. Because if the polygamous home is predominantly about them getting their needs satisfied to where they're not paying attention to the kid, that's traumatic. If you're talking about a single parent home where the mom is or the dad is not around all the time and the kid is left to their own devices, that's traumatic. Mm -hmm. So it has to be uh, an environment, any environment. It doesn't matter if it meets God's standards or society standards, any environment that mm -hmm. a kid is in that they are able to express themselves, grow, and have love given to them is going to definitely be less traumatic than mm -hmm. anything. That's just facts. I believe that. Some love is better than no love. Okay. Okay, so... Because we can keep going yeah, with this. And, and, <laughs> and, this no, and this is our jump too, okay? I know. She's a psychologist. I can't, I, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win with her. Yeah, you're not. I'm just going to give her my just, thoughts. I'm just telling you, bro. But you I got, appreciate that your thoughts, even though they are different from um, mine and from society, mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, I would say, they're well thought out. Mm -hmm. One thing I don't like is just... Oh, this is my stance. Okay, mm -hmm. why? Right. Like, have you thought it out? Is there a rhyme? Is there a reason to it? Are you thinking about it in a well-rounded way? Or are you just doing it because it satisfies satisfies your loins? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up now. It's almost an hour in because Dr. Fitz, Jonathan, I should have told you, you're going to get us started. This is a gem. And it's going to be three hours episode. But this has been amazing. Uh, so many questions we didn't get to. But hopefully sometime maybe we can go in-depth into polygamy and all this other stuff. Y'all let us know if y'all want the expert to come back. Yes. The expert. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love it. This is your camera right there. You know, can you talk to the audience on... Because I want them to also kind of learn because a business podcast learn some things too about how to use the art of seduction mm -hmm. to get new clients to level up to make money, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody's watching right now and they're just coming towards the end of the podcast and they're trying to struggle about how to attract clients. Mm -hmm. Kind of what people call now client attraction and all of all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some tips you can share to that person watching right now? That's your camera on how to use the act of seduction to grow their business, their personal brand and anything else you want to share? I would say, uh, you know, successful people want to do business with successful people. So half of the half of the battle is looking successful. You don't have to be successful. You just have to speak and look like you're successful. And uh, people are more prone to, you know, hear you out. You know, if I if I if I showed up to a meeting with uh, gym shoes, Jordans, and a white T-shirt versus what I have on now, people will listen to me. Yeah. You know, even if I'm on a podcast. So <clears throat> images is very important. And then. I would say, say, <laughs> don't hold back. Yeah, somebody's writing now. Nearest nation, I know you're writing. Um, well, that, that's the that's the most important part: image, and then knowing that. Uh, surrounding yourself with other successful people so you have to seduction don't think of it as, as is you know like a, a look or you know a feeling it's it's just it's a mindset you know people have to it's people thought process so like you want to have a everlasting image on people you want people to think of you when you're not around and you know like how do you do that you know like the things that you say the, the way that you look um 
in a nutshell that's pretty that's much pretty it. much it mm-hmm. awesome so can you also close us out now want to share one more dope thing that would really help somebody but also to, to tell people how they can find you follow you and whatever else you want to plug i do want to say this so like the my mindset comes from me um not uh what's the word not um uh, 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 <laughs> um, uh, I'm, 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 I think outside the box mm-hmm. when it comes to everything, when it comes to religion, when it comes to food, when it comes to relationship, I actually use my brain to think. Um, and I don't think God uh, put us on this earth not to use our brain. Yeah. So I have to question everything. I, I, I just don't go with what people tell me and, and put in front of me. I actually sit and think. So when like the way that I eat, you have to really sit and think, okay, the, the food business is a business, you know, they want more money. So how can they make more money? They need to produce more food and they're not thinking about our health. So I, I sit and think, you know, like <clears throat> I think about women. I think about the, the system. I think about religion, you know, like what, what made me a Christian. I was only a Christian because my mom was a Christian. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think of why and what ways and and why do I why don't why didn't I choose Muslim? Why didn't she choose Muslim? Some people don't question yeah. the world. They don't question what's put in front of them. So I would say, you know, think, you know, think for yourself, you know, question things and and don't 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 uh uh don't just go with the flow. Go with what society mm-hmm. puts in front of you. And also, you can find me at um, Finesse's Only Club. Uh, Rich and Unemployed is the podcast. I also got some really big things coming for uh, everyone, not just men. Um, Rich and Unemployed University, teaching people finance, finesse, fitness, philanthropy. And what's the other one? Uh, fitness. Fitness. Maybe I said all five, but just just a program for people to learn from me learn i might not be a, the perfect guy i don't try to be perfect but um i i do think that i have knowledge and that this knowledge could be used by other people um and to to, to learn how to finesse your way through life um that's coming real soon i'm working with vonza working with the vonza network uh his 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 platform um that's going to help me make about a million dollars a day right in a day in a day so um yeah just look out for that um also you know if you do watch my content, understand that it's coming from uh, my experiences in life. It's, it's, I'm not one-sided. I'm not biased or anything. This is just what I go through and what I what I put together to make into art and content for people to view. And if you don't like it, I mean, you know, you're still going to watch. <laughs> you're going to comment wow. or like. I don't <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for the people that don't like me. Thank you for the people that do love me. Um, I appreciate both of you guys. Awesome. So can you wrap this up? So thank you everybody for watching today. Use the art of seduction to move through life. Mm-hmm. We'll see you in the next episode. So please follow Jonathan, Mr. Finesse only on all social medias. All the information will be on the show notes. God bless you. See you in the next episode. Bye, New Rich Nation. Bye, Peace. New Rich Nation. <laughs>